Hello, hello, hello. What's up, guys? <laughs> Why am I laughing? Because Austin, Austin jumped the gun before I could say hello. It might not make the cut here, but that's all right. We'll see. You'll know that we laughed about it. So Release the Carlisle cut. Yeah, never. An extra kidding. five seconds of audio. Uh, yeah, the, the five, the, maybe not less than that, two, three seconds. But anyway, welcome back to <laughs> The Blood Strikes Back. We're going to talk to you about a movie that I don't know or maybe hear a lot of people ever sort of mention unless... This one seems very off the main path. Yeah, you really have to know about Viggo Mortensen's filmography. And Cronenberg. And Cronenberg, exactly. I think it was the first time I've seen one of his movies. Yeah, I know. And... And obviously, like he's he's done quite a bit, right? Like you, yeah. you've got a lot of. He's um, done some stuff, some more stuff with Vigo too. Like, yeah. Well, so, dude, another, I I really do want to record or do an episode on on this Vigo movie, uh, a history of violence. This came out before this movie, so after after the trilogy, right? He does Hidalgo. Yes. Hidalgo with the horses. Yep. Across the Sahara, I think. Right? Yep. Which is actually a really good movie. I don't remember it, but I, I haven't watched it in a while. So I don't know if my opinion has or would have changed in that because it came out like 20 years ago, I think. But then, he, but like, you know, like I was saying, we were, we were talking about this on one episode, how like, you know, you know, there's like an actor that just does a string of movies as soon as like they get like a big hit. Oh, yeah. You know? So Vigo did the trilogy. Then he does Hidalgo. Then he does uh, A History of Violence in 2005. And, and then he does. Eastern Promises in 2007. And then I don't remember what he did after 2007, to be honest with you, because there was a while that he just wasn't starring in a lot. He, you know, he's, he's been on quite a few things. Oh, you know what? I remember him on uh, the road. It was like a post-apocalyptic mm. movie. I've seen it. it. It was good. The road. I, I haven't watched it in a while, but then the, uh, Green Book. That was a really good movie. Oh my god, that was such phenomenal! A movie. Movie. Loved him in that movie. And I haven't seen him in anything. What What was after uh, Green Book? Falling, The Crimes of the Future, Thirteen Crimes of the Lives. Future. That's another Cronenberg movie. Yes, yeah, that's the one I remember. I haven't watched that one actually. I've never seen it, but I, know, I remember. I remember it coming out a couple years ago, right? Yes, that came out two years ago actually. No, so. Uh, you know, he hasn't done a lot of big, big stuff maybe since then or things that are like, you know, on a massive scale, which I don't know why. But, you know, I mean, I guess he kind of gets to pick and choose what he want, might want to uh, star in. But, yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting cast. It's an interesting movie overall. Came out in September 2007. It's a pretty short movie. It's about uh, it's like an hour and hour 40. And forty minutes. Yeah. yeah, and had a fifty million dollar budget. Really? Yeah. Which you know, I don't know if that's a is that a lot for a movie that was in two thousand seven. I I don't remember because everything's so damn inflated now. <laughs> um, to give you a comparison, I'm trying to think of what. Once upon a time in Hollywood was like ninety million. And that Which was, was his most expensive movie, Tarantino. And that was in 2019? That was in 2018, 2019. Okay, so 
I mean, we're talking at, at, at over a little bit over a decade apart and forty million dollars more. Yeah. So I feel like back then, fifty million seemed like a a decent amount. A de- yeah, a nice hefty penny. Yeah. Well, what was fifty million? Let's check the old inf- inflation. Inflation, because you know that's a thing we we're still unfortunately dealing with. Oh yes. <laughs> Filled fifty million in two thousand seven. Well, it came out in 2007, so probably yeah. 2006. Worth today, we'll say, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the value of, of dollars in 2007, wow, <laughs> $50 million in, in 2007 is worth, we'll round up and say $74 million today. So if they were to have Ooh, to made yeah. this movie today, it would have been a $74 million budget that's a lot, yeah. It is. For a movie like this. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it was a little surprising, to be honest with you, because it, it only made uh, $56.1 million back. So it didn't lose money, per se, but also at the same time, like it didn't do phenomenal. But it, 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 is, it is a rated R movie. It is rated R. So again, when you look at rated R movies and, and how much they could potentially make, you know that that says something i guess you know you know what i mean like yeah, definitely it, it, it made money and obviously that's all that people are going to look at it's all that you know the studios are going to look like like oh did this tank or this well unless you're disney because they keep producing shit so you know um save us deadpool uh yeah we'll see about that but um yeah no this movie is because i don't i don't think i i told you anything about this movie i didn't know a single thing until i i I clicked on the description of it, and I'm like... I think I just told you Viggo Mortensen is in it. It's, you know. Okay, I was like, all right. And then I started watching it, and like I was telling you the other day, there was at least five or six times in this movie where I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> and then no more than maybe like five minutes later, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Or that was crazy. And then you start to kind of piece the piece uh, or piece everything together, and you're just like, "Oh, wait! Now it's kind of making sense a lot." Yes. So it was, but at first, it, it, this is a movie where you have to give it a chance. I'll, I'll admit. Yeah, you. And I think because it's a shorter movie, you don't really have to. Well, I'd say pay super close attention, but I think it it warrants. Yeah, giving it a shot to be like, okay, like what what's actually going on here? Because there's moments in this movie where there's a lot that's not mentioned. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, and so and I think that's probably the direction from Cronenberg and and yeah. his sort of style. I mean, you know, he he also worked with Vigo on on a history of violence, which yep. that has a, a similar feel to it. When you, there are things that happen in that movie, that you're his like, movies what? are well, he did, dude, he did the fly. Yeah, his so, movies are weird. Just, yeah, just think about The Fly, because I think that's probably one of his most popular ones. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, no, that that makes sense for a Cronenberg you know, movie. Yep. Uh, now I, I kind of want to go watch Crimes of the Past. I've never seen it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> or the Crimes of the Future. Sorry, just kidding. Um, I don't know why I said past, but uh, Link to the Past. I don't know. That just popped in my head for some reason. But yeah, so between... The characters in this movie that obviously have a little bit of a you know interesting connection because of of how it starts, you know obviously this is built around russian Russian mob in in London though right? east you know, end yeah 
and you know you've got this young teenager i think she was like 16 named tatiana she's like a midwife midwife right yeah like a she, nurse yeah she dies in in this like quickie mart <laughs> and just bleeds all over the place right and or well she doesn't die there but she's uh going into labor and she dies during childbirth yes so then the baby lives and then is then enter the midwife yeah yeah sorry. Yeah, and and that's honestly where a lot of interesting things start from that point from that part, right? Like cuz you've got uh Kirill who is like the son of the of the boss, you know. And you've got Nikolai, Nikolai. I guess that would be my name if I was Russian. Russian Nikolai. Know? Nikolai. Uh who is played by Viggo Mortensen, and he's like the the cleaner. He's the bodyguard of Kirill. Kirill, I think it's how they pronounce it. Made played by uh, Vincent Castle, who's been he's been in a lot of stuff too. And obviously Naomi Watts plays Anya or Anna. Yeah, I think between the interactions that happen between you know Anna and the boss and the boss. What's his name? I can't remember. Start with an S. Semyon? Simeon. Simeon, yes. Yes. He was the boss. And he ran this, the Trans-Siberian restaurant, which is dope. And then you go yes. in and it's this, I mean, honest to God, extravagant is an understatement. It's yeah. this very just what I assume is like Michelin-grade-esque yeah. restaurant. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, for fancy rich people. Yeah, it's it's funny how that's that exists but then obviously like behind the scenes there's a lot of like extremely crime yeah crime involved and yeah so Simeon uh, who is the father to Kirill right yep but Kirill's like he's he's the screw up you know he doesn't do anything right he's you know literally screwing around and yeah uh, all the time put a hit on the guy in the beginning where he's trying to get a what a way to start the movie yeah that's what I was that's what I, when I was watching again I was like I wonder what Austin's gonna think about I was literally watching it I was, like, I was like why to paint the picture uh, a slightly uh, uh, I would say a, a mentally slow it's his nephew of the barber I think yeah his uncle's a barber and he's cutting, he's giving a haircut to a Russian mob guy. Yes. And then um, he holds the straight edge and he's like, all right, do it, do it. And then he ends up killing the Russian guy. And that was the hit by Creel. Yes. Which was unsanctioned. Um, what was his name? Azam. Azam. Azam, yeah, Azam, yeah. Uh, who they shouldn't have done that to. Yeah, because... You know, there were there were they were spreading rumors about Creel and uh, uh, Kirill, yeah, and and then you know Asim, who he 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 had some, he was like on the on the spectrum, yes, you yeah. know he was like a little slow, a little, <laughs> you know, but it, it was uh, what did he describe? He was touched by oh, an angel, yes, they, is how he they described referred it, to, yeah, because he yeah. was this simple sweet kid yeah and, it's, and you had him kill some guy what yeah a dick yeah like because you could tell like he did number one he didn't want to do this do he was too young to kind of be in this business but, he didn't understand it right yeah and then 
you know, there's a there's a football game or a soccer game as yeah. we call it here in America. Football. You Chelsea know. and uh, uh, who was it? Chelsea and uh, Manchester. Uh, oh man, yeah, because he was oh. he was cheering for for Chelsea. I want to say no, he was cheering for the other team. What was it? Was it the German team? No, I think I think they were. It was both UK teams. Oh, um, it wasn't Man U though. No, it, it wasn't. It's um, gonna, they were red though. Give me a second. It's gonna make me mad. I'm trying to think of red teams. Uh, Arsenal? No. Arsenal? No. You know what? It might be Arsenal. Arsenal, I think. Whatever team he was cheering for loses. Because when he was when the game was over, he was leaving and people were like kind of chanting behind him and he was sort of you know, he was alone, which I'm He was drinking a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I kinda feel bad for the guy. (laughs) But that's when they go, or he goes to this graveyard. Yeah, they're all cutting through a graveyard that's literally right next to the stadium. And he he's, he goes and takes a piss on the on a gravestone. On a gravestone, when two guys approach him from behind, who essentially worked for the other rival leader, that they killed in the barbershop. Arsenal. Yep, it was Arsenal. It was Arsenal. Yep. Okay, so so Chelsea versus Arsenal. Gotcha. Worth it, man. My sports mind came came through there. Wow. Yeah, man. We 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 you know started to kind of that, trim it down. Man, look at that. American knows a little bit about Premier League. Cool. A yank. A yank. <laughs> Faking yank over here. So, yeah, they come up behind him and uh, slit his throat. Little little wine. Yeah. And it, this is for our brother or something. And just. Then he proceeds to finish peeing and bleeding out at the same time and then dies. Yeah. But everyone's drunk and no one pays attention. So. Yeah. I, I, you just think about seeing someone like out of the corner of your eye, you know, even if you were sober and you look over to your right, you know, maybe not quite in your peripheral vision. Like, so it's like, you don't really see what's happening, but maybe you kind of see like your like the like diagonal, like, Oh, I just, Saw those two guys walk up to the guy, and the guy fell down. You know, it's like, what happened there? Well, uh, well I see. You. you didn't know. <laughs> they actually just murdered this dude. But yep. you know, it was sort of a return the favor sort of moment. And he was described as, or these people, this gang, I guess, were described as mountains or wolves coming from the mountain. Yes, coming down from the mountain. Yeah, there's a lot Very of ruthless. Um, yeah, a lot of metaphors. Yeah, in the mob world. For, for them, which it's, I don't know. It's kind of cool, but. Oh, it's so cool. What are you know, talking about? Yeah, like, it's awesome. Yeah. And then there's, you know, the interesting part too about that. I, I kind of like about this movie is, uh, you know, Anna is, she's always trying to do, to do like the right thing, you know, and, and she's got, she's very curious about the journal that needs to be deciphered. Yeah, she found the journal that belonged to the dead mother, and she's just trying to find uh, a home just to to make sure the baby gets gets there and goes to family. Yeah, and it's the guy that's it's what was it her mother, and then that so wasn't her father, stepfather, stepfather. Yes, he was in KGB. It was in KGB, and <laughs> I love that line when when Vigo's like or Nikolai's like. And what did you do in KGB? He doesn't say anything. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm like, number one, 
I could see why someone that, that was working in the KGB didn't say anything because it's like, I can't say what I was doing in the KGB because it's the whole point of the KGB, but also KGB. like KGB, but also if you didn't work in the KGB and you were lying, then he just didn't say anything anyway. But you know, he spits in right in his face, right in his face. And then Vigo hits him with the two fingers to the throat dead and then points to him and it basically means you're going to die soon. Like, which, well, you know, you, you, you think that happens at one point. Again, it's sort of like one of the, the Cronenberg parts where you just don't see him anymore in the movie. And then Simeon's like, did you take care of the old man? And, you know, you know, Nikolai says, yes, I took care of him. He, he will no longer be a problem. Yep. And, and you, and you're, you're thinking, because again, I hadn't watched this movie in a long time, so I'm like, wait, did he kill him? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. You know. So then he he finally, you finally learn overall when he's opening up to to Anna about, you know, he's like, your stepfather is is safe. I got them first class ticket to Scotland because he said he has, I forget what it was, like he knew someone there or whatever yeah. it was. So, but. And then you think, well, why would this guy who's a cleaner for the Russian mob pay a guy to get out of Dodge? And it's like, does he have some sort of feelings for, for Anna? You know, because you know, the things we see that happen in the movie when they're at the, uh, I want to say whorehouse, but it's called like something else. I forget what they call it there, but I forget. Yeah. But it's you know him and Kirill and Kirill's like, you gotta bang this chick in front of us, or in front of me. Yeah, you know. And uh, <laughs> oh boy, what a scene! <laughs> you just—that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're, this is the type of movie that's like you know, obviously rated R. Oh yeah, and it still made money. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that whole scene, and then you um. Yeah, he made him pick a random girl, you know, have sex with her in front of him to prove that he wanted he to do it. Wasn't he wanted, gay. Yeah, and so he he picks one. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. It was to prove that he wasn't gay. But meanwhile, you know, yeah, he leaves. Yeah, meanwhile, um, and uh, then he, as he's leaving, dumps a bunch of money in this card mm-hmm. on her and was like, "Hey, what's your first and last name? Where are you from? Great, cool. All right, well, let's survive a little bit longer." Yeah, and then you're just like, "Huh, okay," and then in like. Like 10, 15 minutes later, they link up again. And Krill's like, can you believe, like, after you left, like, 15 minutes, the cops show up and ask for this girl by name and take her out? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh. There's a lot of Yeah, a lot of things don't necessarily add up because it just leaves you wondering, like, why did th- why did he do this? You got to think. Why did he do that? Why did this happen? And, you know, obviously, you, you learn what what happens towards the end, but oh, one of my favorite scenes is, well, I should say before that, right? Like Simeon, <laughs> which I love. He's like, he's like, I was like, I, there's a bottle of wine in the cellar. Kirill, go get it. And so he tells Nikolai, go get the bottle of wine. He goes, no, you will get it. I have business to talk. He's like business without me. He's like, go get the hell out of here. Don't come, don't come back for a while. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, take your time. <laughs> yeah, take your time. Yeah, and that's when 
Nikolai basically gets the in. He's like, you're going to get your stars. Well, you know, you find out that, uh, you get your stars, which is like the sign of like a captain in that. Yeah. It's organization. It's, yeah. You, not only are you in an in, but you're, you're, you gain higher rank. You're, yeah. you're, you can't really be touched at that point unless it comes from someone who's higher up like Semyon, which yeah. when we, <laughs> in turn, we see something happen where there's a bit of a, oh, he looks like this sort of, sort of thing. Yeah. Cause Simeon finds out that they're hunting for Creel, his son, yes. and, but they don't know what he looks like. They just know he has the stars. So, um, Simeon and the, the Russian, I think, the mustache. Yeah. They, uh, who comes to him is like, Hey, they're, they're coming. And, uh, Simeon is like, all right, cool. Tell me you'll deliver them in two days. And then walks off and then gets that scene where he brings him in, uh, makes him a captain and yeah. Random bathhouse scene. Yeah. Brutal scene. I, I, I gotta admit it was the first time I've seen a naked man fight. Well, second, actually. What was the first? Oh, God. What's that movie called? The Northman. Oh, yeah. Sick. Did we see that together? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I watched that on Peacock. Oh, randomly. no. Yeah, that's right. No, I, God, dude, I that remember. movie was sick. I remember who I saw that with. Yeah. Anyways. Yes. Anyway, yeah, that was a good movie, though. Bathhouse scene. No. I, yeah. He, he delivers him. He delivers the captain. He does. Captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. No, but like, just the way it happens, you know, like he's just kind of bend over and he just sees like feet and it's like, look up and there's dong. Like, like, what, <laughs> like, what the hell so, is First this, of all, dude? look up and you see a guy who's not in a towel because you're in basically a giant sauna. Yeah. The guy's in a black suit and you're like, well, that's not right. This isn't, yeah, this is not supposed to be here, right? Like, yeah. And he, he yeah, he gets cut a couple times. He gets cut across the back. Yep. His hand is checked. He, he thought he was going to die in that scene. Like, yeah. he got up. I was like, this is where they actually kill him in yeah. the movie. But at the same time, like, could you could you imagine fighting naked, though? Like, it, it would just be so awkward. At that point, you're free, though. Well, sure. What are they going to grab? Your, your junk. Yeah, but... Imagine they, they've, they've got a knife, and they just grab it, and they just go to cut it off. Like, at that point, like, I would hope I have something that I could, like stop them with like like you know like shove a knife in their neck so they're like oh my god i got stabbed in my neck i gotta let go over the junk or the knife one of the two you exactly, know exactly that's the thing <laughs> but like i would feel better if i had like boxers on you know what i'm saying just just to like like all right my, my junk is somewhat guarded and not just free-flowing because at that point i'd be like i gotta like guard my, it's like what? You know, yeah, that's that's true. In that situation, uh, if I'm in a Russian bathhouse, uh, but also like if you watch because like you've, you know, like watching it, you know, there's a lot of grappling happening too. So yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, I I I say that in, in not in a life and death situation. So I mean, at that point, maybe I'm not even caring about my junk, and just being like. It does. My junk does not matter if I'm dead. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta do whatever it takes to, to, you know, get these two guys dead here in the bathhouse while Which, I'm just bleeding all over the place too. It, you know, that was an interesting scene because 
there was zero music the entire scene. And he had no it dialogue. Kinda, too. It was kind of cool. Yeah. It was no like, dialogue. You were, just... you were there. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I really thought this was another moment, like I said, where I was like, holy <laughs> this is like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. it gets crazier. Yeah. And that's when it, it's it's shortly after that that we, we see Nikolai meet with, well, he goes to the hospital. Yeah. And crosses path with, uh, with Anna. Yep. And that's where he tells her, right. That about, uh, her stepfather was in the hospital. Yeah. It was in the hospital. I think. Yeah. But then he's somewhat recuperated. And then that's when he meets Yuri, who's a high ranking officer from, from Scotland Yard, Scotland Yard. And, we we learn that Nikolai has been undercover this entire time for a very he, long time. He's too. like, we got to pull you out, and he like, you know, pulls his shirt down. And he's like, got nah, I got my stars. It's like, damn it. Well, okay, scratch that. We can't pull you out now because you're you're too far. You're deep. in. Yeah. But once again, another moment where I was like, what the hell, man? Yeah, the fact, yeah, the fact that he was undercover too. I mean, but you look back and and, and everything sort of starts to make sense. You're like, yeah. oh man, he got the girl out. Yeah, he got, got the girl his, out. Parents got, out. Got the, yeah, got the step parent, the stepfather out. Mother's safe, you know, and, and you know now it's just a matter of finishing what he started. Yep. So, but that was, you know, there's obviously that like the justice that that happens because, you know, Nikolai's goal is to bring Simeon down. Yep. And it's for. I forgot who he's talking to about the like her age, Tatiana's age, because she was she was uh, sixteen. She was a kid. Yeah, and you find out through her journals yep. that they got translated. Yeah, by the stepfather. Yep. That that uh, she was sixteen, and he raped her, got her pregnant. Yep. And then with that information, they show up to the Trans Siberian restaurant. Yep. And quote unquote, stick a needle in Simeon's in Simeon's arm, mm-hmm. and they get a blood test for the baby. Yep. So then they start to figure out, oh, sh- we need to then how they're gonna blood test a baby if they can't find a baby. Yeah, and Carol's the one who finds the baby. Yep. Takes him right out of, puts him in a duffel bag, and takes him out of the hospital. Yeah, and obviously, like. There's, there's, to me, there's two things you, you don't ever do, or that things that piss me off in a movie: killing babies and oh. killing and killing dogs. Can't. Those, those are two things that will absolutely make me emotional in in a, in a movie, but it also make me like enraged too. Like, swear to God, Carol, if you if you do anything to harm that baby, even though you're a fictionary, person, I will hunt you down and kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just oh, I will drown you in that water. Yeah, you because know? the spot they t- the he's about to, yeah it's it's the same it's the same spot with the, earlier earlier they the they tide. yeah the guy that they that they killed and cut off dude speaking speaking that scene they're like oh yeah he's been taken care of because cut his finger cut his off. fingers off yeah so like you can't run prints and I think he took his teeth out no dental records yeah and then that's uh, yeah, so crazy and then they. It's a certain spot where the tide just sinks it. Yeah. No matter what. And it's. Which, you know, 
I don't think, and uh, you know, we, we've seen quite a quite a few mob movies, oh, right? I love them. Never once have we seen them cut off fingers to hide their identity. Yeah, teeth. Maybe if I, I might be I've seen teeth. I've seen um, head in a vice grip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you try to do to do anything to distort it. Also, that's why people should get tattoos. <laughs> yeah, because you know, then you could essentially, you know, try and identify them that way. Because, yeah. I mean, at that point, uh, you know, there's obviously things that people could do to still, you know, too much though, get rid of your identity, but still, it's like it's like more work. So it's you know, but. As far as the the Russian mob goes, that's just sort of a a thing that they do, and and but it's also like for the you know for finding him, they just knew who it was. Yeah, like oh, Russian mob. Yeah, but why? Because he's missing ten fingers. Well, any of the stars too. Yeah, and well, yeah, and the stars. But again, that's a that's a that that's the giveaway. No. But Tattoos you just don't know who he was. You just know that he was some sort of captain. But obviously, then they put two and two together for the rivals and go, "Oh yeah, hey, our captain is missing." So, yeah, where was he? Who was he? Yep, cool. We Dead. know who did it. Dead. You know, Carol is about to do something. Horrendous. He's crying. Yeah, and like that's one of the interesting parts too. It's like because you got a guy who's the son of a you know, in the, in the Russian mob and he's coming to, to this conclusion that he's about to do something terrible, even though he's done quite a few terrible things in his life. Yeah. But baby, and but yeah, that's babies. It's like, they this, represent like innocence. Yeah. Like this baby hasn't done anything. It's, it was just born, you know, and like technically it's his half sibling. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if he might have thought of it that way. That's a good point. Because it's like... I'm not sure. This, Maybe, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's ever really addressed, but... It's not. But it is, though. It, it, un, unfortunately, it's it's through, you know, statutory rape. <laughs> but nonetheless, it is the half, half-sibling. So, yeah. I mean, at that point, it's like, man, I'm, I'm holding my... Not even, you know, months old, half sibling, my hands right now that I'm getting ready to I would, dispose of. Like, am I, would, I that yeah. type of person? I would like to think that's exactly what was going through his head. Because Cause then they pop out of nowhere and they're like, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Anna and, and Nikolai are behind him and going, like, you know, put the baby down, like, stop, you know. And and, and uh, Anna gets the, the, the baby. And then uh, Nikolai, he says something to him. I can't remember what he says. Yeah, I can't remember what he says either, but it's something... Whatever it is, it, it leads to Creel giving the baby to Anna. Oh. And then just being like, all right, well, let's go. See ya. I remember. So he tells him that his father's done. His father's gone because he, he gets, cause then he gets he gets arrested because they prove that he's statutory or he raped Tatiana. Yep. yep. So, and then he says like, we're we're taking over now, you and me. Like, you know, quote unquote brothers. Can you get that last scene of And then Nikolai in the restaurant, I guess, is where I assumed he was at. With the beads. Yes. Cause then cause then Anna gets the baby. Yep. 
Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And again, like, it's not a long movie. It doesn't need to be a long <sighs> movie. There's, you know, some good themes in this. And, you know, it's a bit of a... I don't know what they really kind of called it as far as like... I would say like a thriller. It'd have to be a thriller. Yeah, it's definitely a thriller, but it's also like a crime drama. Crime drama, yeah. That's you know, two, right? Like, crime drama, thriller. Yeah. Combo. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, again, like you were saying before, it's definitely one of those movies that you, you, you have to give it a chance because there's a lot of... I mean, you know, David Cronenberg is a good director. Yeah. He, you know, uh, screenplay written by Stephen Knight. You know, and this was before he did Peaky Blinders, which Peaky Blinders. I mean, everyone hears Stephen Knight and they go, "Oh, Peaky Blinders!" And I, and I, I love Peaky Blinders. It's definitely one of the best TV shows out there. But um, like Alfie, God, Alfie, baked white bread, <laughs> baked brown bread. <laughs> Dude, I love that show. That, that I can't wait for the movie for that for that to come out. But anyway, then he also wrote on uh, Taboo, the one season. Another great Tom Hardy. Yeah. John Hardy. Oh, wow. Favorite actor. Short so, Short King. He's taller than you. No, he's not. He's 5'10". No, he's nice. 5'8". Is he? Yes. Nah, I think he's 5'10", dude. Nah, he's 5'8". I don't gamble, but... Are you gambling right now? I don't know, man. I'll bet you a dollar. I don't have my wallet on me. Let's say. <laughs> bet you a dollar because I have a wallet. 5'9". Five, five, nine. Nine. Okay, both we're wrong. same height. All right. Oh, same height. Look at that. He's a short king then. Yeah. Love it. Uh, well. Uh, anyways. Tom what, Holland is shorter. <laughs> he, he, well, he's he, he a little guy. Little guy. <laughs> what would you give this movie? Um, Dude, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's... I would probably throw it up in the, in the 80s somewhere. You know... <sighs> hmm. Maybe like an eighty, maybe like an eighty-five. Huh? Why eighty-three? Something like that. Like it's not. It, it, don't get me wrong. It, it's not the best movie, but I like. I like the sense of of. It's like there's like misleading right with parts because of the characters that you know are involved and you don't really know everything about them. There's the events that great just don't. Yeah, they yeah they they don't add up until they finally do add up. So it's like from a standpoint of like, what the hell is happening here? You go, Oh no, I know what's happening here, but it's not so much in your face. Like, well, we'll tell you what's happening. Cause you don't know better. No, it's not like that. It's like, you know, you see as the stories, you just know, pay attention. And exactly. Here's, here's the plot unfolding oh. right before your eyes, but you got to keep your eyes open. Got to keep your eyes open. Yeah. And that's, and that's the whole thing. Cause there, there are some parts where I do feel a little slow, but I understand that there's a, a purpose behind them being slow. And obviously, I, I mean, I think the acting was all around really good. I, I don't really have any qualms with the acting per se. Um, obviously some pretty cool shots, cool scenes like the, the bathroom scene or steam room, whatever they call it. But, um, but why, what would you give it? Kind of around the same area, but like, like an 86, I'm yeah, saying, I, I wanted to say eighty-seven, but I don't know. I would say like an eighty-five, eighty-six for this one. Yeah, I think that's kind of like where I'm at. You know, eighties. Um, it was good. Yeah. Would I watch it again? Uh, uh, you know. No. Well, I mean, 
I'm sure at some point. Yeah. But it's a good movie. No, I mean, I, it's definitely something like when people are like, oh, I mean, I, I'm kind of looking for this sort of movie or if, if honestly, if, if people have never seen it, then I definitely, I definitely recommend people watching it at least once. You know, I, I don't think this is a movie that you put on every now and again, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, you know, I definitely think, you know, Viggo Mortensen, he not only does he carry the, the, the weight of the, of the movie, but I mean, it's, it's the thing. The other thing I love about this is because obviously like after Lord of the Rings, the, those three movies between Hidalgo, uh, history of violence. And then this movie, like they're all different than, than what we saw and love him for as, as Aragorn, like Aragorn, you know, Aragorn, son of Erathorn, Isildur's heir to the throne of, I of Gondor. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was just kind of great to to see that. Um, Which then, then you look at this, and then you look at Green Book, and you're like, "What the heck, man? This guy's got range, dude! Like, he's a great actor, you know." And uh, apparently, yeah, so he was nominated for best actor. Really? Yeah, for the 80th Academy Awards. Dope. And that's when. Oh yeah, you know who you know who he lost to? Who? And again, if you're losing to to Daniel Day Lewis oh, for the shit. blood, then that you can't feel bad. A man, he is, that, the, is a, that man is the greatest actor on the planet. I, yeah, holy. I, I I don't think there are. I don't know if there's anyone that can really hold a, hold a candle to Daniel Day Lewis. The man retired from acting because he just got tired of winning. I was like, can we bring him back though? Dude, I would oh like, dude, like, okay, listen, put him in like a Scorsese movie. Holy shit. another Scorsese movie rather. Or listen, I would accept him to come. I would either want him to come back and I, I accept him for whatever he chooses to do, but either come back for a Scorsese or Nolan film. See, the thing is he only plays real people, right? So Nolan did Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's yeah, a real yeah. person. That movie was <laughs> great. Like, he could do something else that's based off a real character, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know what Nolan would do that is like another character. Man, I can't wait for his next movie. How do you follow up Oppenheimer? <laughs> you wait. You wait five years. I don't know. I, I'm sure he's already it's working too on long. something. I know it is too long, but so apparently, what else? What else? The Eastern Promises. I guess you got some other things for some other type of awards. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't. I don't think anything on a high scale of awards, but. Um, apparently there was also a, uh, a supposed to be a sequel in, okay. in 2010 and the actor who played Carol said that there was, they were discussing it with Cronenberg, uh, cause they were filming uh, a dangerous method together, but, uh, so it would just basically be the two of them, you know, Carol and, and Nikolai you know reprising their roles and sort of like the next thing that sort of happens but like in russia okay oh man and they were they were going to get steven Knight to do that too but oh so why didn't happen uh oh i don't know why i said cronenberg said it was dead 
Huh. <laughs> if you don't, he said, if you don't like it, talk to James Seamus at Focus. <laughs> it was his decision. It, damn. Cronenberg said that? Cronenberg said oh, that. I love that. Basically put whoever. Put whoever, him on blast. Well, you know what? I'm going to put him on blast too. Who is this guy? Let's look him up. Uh, James Allen oh. Seamus, if I'm pronouncing his last name right. Is an American screenwriter, producer, business executive, film historian, professor, and director. Okay, so it was his decision at Focus that basically I shut it down. So shut I'm it good. down. Wow, you uh, you robbed us of getting a sequel that would have been kind of cool to see from you know Viggo Mortensen, uh, Vincent Castle, Stephen Knight, and David Cronenberg. Don't you just love it when when studios ruin things for you? Especially sequels or entire universes. Uh, don't even get me started. Yeah, God, man. If we were to make a list of how many things were ruined, also this guy apparently wrote and produced the 2003 Hulk. <coughs> Garbage. Is that the one of the actual comic panels in the movie? Because <clears throat> I hated that. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and his dad's the Hulk too. Yeah. Ugh, Jesus. It's like, it's like a th- four hour movie. That thing is long. It's terrible. It's terrible. And and you wonder, oh, God, with, with, with decisions like that, it doesn't surprise me that he made a terrible decision to shut down Eastern Promises too. No. Well, there you have it. You know, you have people in studios making bad decisions, even going back at, over a decade ago, probably even longer than that. If we were to actually take some time to look at it. Oh my God. The history of bad decisions by studios. We could probably even make a whole episode about that. One that always comes to mind was, uh, well, George Miller's Justice League, for one, which the script was incredible. Have you read that? I've seen parts and heard about it, though. Uh, And then Kevin Smith's Superman, of course, is another one. Yeah. Classic WB. Oh. Dude, don't even get me started about WB. I mean, I remember for so long when The Hobbits or The Hobbit, before it was ever a trilogy, it was essentially going to be a two-part film or even a one film with Guillermo del Toro on it. And then he left. And I was like, oh, of course, PJ is going to pick it up. But like there was for so long... I remember the one ring.net was like providing updates and it was like this, this studio battle about who, who's doing what, who says what, who gets what. And I'm just like, you guys just let it happen. are greedy AF and you know, just make the terrible, terrible decisions. So, but Hey, that's Hollywood. Holly weird. Holly wouldn't. So yeah. Anyway, the takeaways from this, I think it, you know, good good screenplay, good directing, great acting, especially from like Vigo, but also good crime drama slash thriller and good movie. Check it out. Yeah, definitely What's check it out. Again? HBO. Yeah, it's on or Max. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. It's so weird just calling it Max now. HBO, HBO Max, whatever. You know, or if you happen to own it already and you haven't watched it in a while, go take a take a gander. It's good. You won't be disappointed. I'll say that. You unless, won't. unless you do, and then and, and, and then I don't know what to say. But nothing is what we have to say to you. Yeah, I'm just not gonna say anything at all. I'm just gonna like kind of go. Oh, anyway, but so that'll do it for us. We do know what we're gonna be recording in the future, though. 
So yeah, I decided earlier to uh, maybe before we recorded this episode. About- 55 minutes ago. Some things are going to be relevant because of the timing of other movies and slash maybe the year we're living in too. So stay tuned. Um, Yeah. And we finally have found our, uh, well, Twitter login and now we're, we're on there. So hit us up. Yes. We're going to be more active on Twitter for sure. It is, uh, I guess our fault for not being. Life happens. That's all. Yeah. It's also that. And I, and I, I'd say we weren't really sure and super big fans of, of Twitter. I mean, until maybe what Elon sort of changed it to be, which is I think a little bit more acceptable now. Yeah. And, you know, we've been active recently and I don't know if did you, did you, I actually changed the handle to be a little bit more easy to find. So you could find us at plot strikes back. Simple. Yeah. Simple. I was like, I, we had underscores and crap in there. And I'm like, plot that's... strikes back. There it is. Yeah. Plot strikes back. So uh, there's no the for finding us. So it's just at plot strikes back. Uh, give us a follow. We're going to be posting. Um, I'll be, we'll, we'll be sure to be posting every single episode that comes out that we record. Nope. Posting it on there. Uh, we'll post stuff about, you know, any sort of movie updates, whether it be old, new, you know, maybe, you know, stuff from, uh, you know, that's, that's going around in the industry or you know tv shows or you know movies and stuff like that um and uh you know obviously i would say if there's any sort of movie that you would like us to record and and you know review and just sort of analyze and talk about just tag us know. yeah ta- tag us and say like hey you know would you guys mind checking out i don't know because it got yeah, vigo on the mind a history of violence you know something like that or Zack Snyder's Justice League. Let us know. Mm, that's too long. But we're going to re- do a record, Return of the King extended yeah, version. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. uh Anyway. That's um, all I got. Yeah, so that'll do it for us here. Be sure to tune in for more movies here on The Plot. The Plot. Strikes Strikes back. Back. Strikes back. Bum, 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 bum,